Hi Cux, this is Nina from Uncultured Capital. It is 10.58pm on the 16th, so this definitely will not be out on Saturday because SoundCloud usually takes like a couple of hours to upload these episodes. Just to let you know, uh, my uh, laptop decided to update without my permission. However, I had been putting it off for like a month and a bit, so you know, this is probably in some ways my fault, but I feel like it's more you know, the universe's faults. I wanted to let you know the poll results and uh, everybody voted yes, except for one person. Um, but I do have to um, preface that with uh, there was one person who voted that was also me. So, you know, make of that what you will. Um, yeah, I do talk about the theory in this episode. And um, what is funny is that Listening back, I realize how emotional I'm getting while I'm making fun of how emotional other people get when I talk about this stuff. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm, you know, a blind spotted dick. All right. Uh, hi guys, this is Uncultured Capital. We are your hosts Nina and Hannah and today we have a very special guest. I do remember um, what how I'm supposed to introduce you. Um, it is Stephen, patron saint of analogous and self-identified gay Chad. What's up beta cucks? <laughs> You'll fit right in. <laughs> Uh, we we, ha- we did have a long discussion about, or not a long discussion, but a, a, a discussion, and an in-depth discussion about how I was going to introduce Stephen. Yes. And um, <laughs> we settled on that. Yeah, we went back and forth for a bit, but, you know, I'm pretty good at my own PR, so I was <laughs> just, like, making yeah. sure the copy was down. <laughs> that is fair enough. Like, write it yourself and then nobody else is to blame. That's <laughs> true. And I feel like really captures my, my essence. <laughs> Patron saint of analingus. Yes. 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 All right. So I should be worshiping you, really, shouldn't I? <laughs> At least praying to me for miracles. Have like it's a little like, shrine. Oh, oh, just yeah. a little shrine. I was yeah. like, don't let me forget to take a photograph of you. I can Photoshop <laughs> everything else. Um, <laughs> I would love to be a religious icon. I think that would be like life well, goal. I'll we'll post you. it. We'll post it on the Twitter. And if you're happy with having your face oh, yes. attached to the podcast. Um, just to like, as a side note, I actually, um, um, a guy, um, in just out of high school actually did say that I was his deity and not in a good way. It was like, (laughs) you're my, you're my God. And, but I tell you what you actually mean when you say like, and I was like, that's stupid. I'm not anybody's God. And it's like, well, you can't decide that. I've already decided that you're a God and you can't change that. And it was really very like disconcerting. Sounds like you shouldn't be talking with high school students. No, all. he wasn't in high school. He was like older than me, but like, yeah. Maybe I thought I should... you said he was a high school student. No, no, no. He was like just out of high school. Like, I, I was probably in high school. He was just out of high school. Or I was just out of high school. Anyway, the point is, don't have someone worship you. I mean, unless you're Steven and, you know, it's um, your God-given right. Yeah. Um, Not worship, just veneration would be nice. <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> so today, um, which we talked about before... Um, Sort of today is going to be a little bit on conspiracy theories. Um, we've got two today. Yes. The first is there are no forests on flat Earth. Wake up! The video, and uh, the second is um, an anonymous hand jobs aren't real theory. Wow, yeah, that <laughs> one's is... really doing the rounds on uh, on Twitter at the moment. <laughs> yeah, hashtag hand jobs question mark. Can you do question marks in a hand job? I mean, no, sorry, in a, in a hashtag. I was just going to write question mark. Yeah, just HJ <laughs> question mark. Okay. Okay. Write it all out. <laughs> so I will say, so the video, we'll start off with the first one, obviously, because that one is probably the one that we're going to spend most time talking about. Um, the longest. The longest. It's an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. Um, <sighs> yes. Yeah. So, um, and it's by, okay, so his name is Man of Ross. That's what his name is translated. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, I think he's Crimean. I, I had to read, basically what I wasn't going to do is I wasn't going to read any articles about it. I was just going to go off my own sort of things. But then once I listened to it about four times, my main problem was I didn't understand what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> just like, 
Mm. And I was like, wait, but, and so I was like, okay, so I needed to read someone else kind of put it into those words, their own words. And I was like, okay, so he is talking about what I think he is talking about in some places. And then also in other places, there's like still these kind of gaps. Yeah. Um, Very founded. Like it requires a lot of foundational knowledge on flat earth theory, I think, before like a lot of the movie makes sense because a lot of flat earth theory is just implicit um, to what he's talking about. He, it's ne- Flat earth isn't what he's trying to prove in this video. No, Spoilers. No. Yeah, he's like, uh, if you're here, I presume you already know the truth. Yeah, that it's just that like, it is or that you're open. Yeah, open to... You've um, taken the red pill. Or like the... <sighs> oh, you're going to go for it. Or you've woken up, I guess, is his main one. Um, <laughs> so I will just go into the, the basic premise is that real trees, um, they don't exist anymore. I guess um, what we have are bushes, or I think... Um, <laughs> yeah, what we have are bushes, or they're not properly grown long, trees. Long bushes. Yeah, 30-foot-tall yeah. bushes. Then um, the real ones were harvested by some sort of controlling human force. We'll get back to that later. Mm-hmm. Um, workers were paid to cut down these massive trees. He's got some photos. Silicon trees, by Sil- the way. Yeah, that's Silicon. what was really confusing me. He yeah. talking about the silicon era, and I was like, that doesn't exist, right? That's like kind of what people are saying now is like the the information silicon era. But he's referring to some time. Yes, he way is referring the to past, the past, and he's saying yeah. that the trees are made of silicon. Except, like, one of my main issues with him, like, he's not even talking about, like, the prehistoric past. He is talking about, like, literally the 1700s. The 1700s. Yeah, the 1700s yeah. and 1800s. Which we have recorded history of. Yeah. This is when, um, so there were workers, were, he, he referred to, I like this, this is why I mentioned it, the worker bit, because um, he referred to them as satanic bacteria, and I was just like, oh, okay, oh. this is one of those things, like, he has, like, this weird sense of humour in it, and, um, or, like, sort of weird way of talking, what I mean, mainly focused on, I guess, for me, it was his way of sort of communicating, because that is probably what interests me the most. So His way of communication, I found his way of communication to have, like, zero passion or enthusiasm that person is not a public speaker and no, she no. would not be speaking for an hour and 20 minutes it, like he had no choice like do you hear how slow he speaks like and he, every, he did preface it, and, it with english wasn't his first language yeah, obviously yeah. But, but every like he talks like this like every word is a struggle to get out and you're just like dude you you really you, no Don't stop. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) What trees are. We'll get into what trees are, or let's say what they were. So trees were much more giant. They were sort of the trees that you would see in fairy tales um, or in fairy tale books. These trees are... The funniest thing is, like, the pictures that he was using were literally, like, fairy tale book paintings. Yeah, because that's what he thinks that he, he believes in those. Those are what trees actually are. Okay. What happened is those trees were cut down by humans and um they're what we know as mountains and i guess my my thing about that was from what i understand correct me if i'm wrong if Hmm. anyone else understands like so it's like they cut down and the reason why he believes this is because lava could not make hexagonal shapes yes correct um his (laughs) He was looking at uh, structures or, like, basalt formations Mm. that, like, had formed in hexagonal patterns, which he was like, look, it's all hexagons. In the pictures he was showing, clearly not all hexagons. Um, There was pentagons, there was irregular shapes in there. Um, But he was saying that science, in quotation, in his quotation marks, had explained this as being, like, a phenomenon due to, like, cooling lava or whatnot. Yeah, and that doesn't make any sense to him. He doesn't also, yes. he also doesn't believe in, like, um, the process of, like, precious stones, how they get formed yes. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, one of the, one of his main points was, like, um, he was looking at things in nature, like, I believe, flax cells and other things saying, like, oh, hexagon, oh, and, um, beehives. Beehives, He was yeah. saying that Snowflakes. hexagons are exclusively found in living things, therefore these hexagonal basalt formations must have been alive at some point. But 
One of the points he also makes is that all snowflakes come in hexagon shapes. Yeah. Famously alive snowflakes. Yeah. Yes. It's... So just disproving himself within his own argument. Maybe snowflakes collect data, isn't it the thing that they're made to create data? Wasn't that... I have a funny feeling I'm going to be sitting in stunned silence for most of this podcast. <laughs> um, I, like, for... For the record, I got about a third of the way through this thing before I started wanting to stick red hot pokers in my eyes. Um, and so I didn't finish it. So these guys have gone above and beyond the call of duty in listening um, multiple times in the case of Nina and making notes in the case of Steven. Five pages of notes. Five pages of notes. And I'm just sitting here like... Uh, yeah, guy sounds a bit loopy. Um, yeah, so he, he refers to... So, so he talks about the Devil's Tower and um, that other one, the... What's the Irish one called? The Giant's Causeway? Yeah, the Giant's Causeway and about how the, the hexagonal shapes end up. So there's a... If you look at... I mean, basically, I think his theory is... It, it's um. So someone wrote this. The article that I did look at was the um, Flat Earthers Have a Wild New Theory About Forests, and that's by Sam Chris from The Atlantic. And the theory is, they said, um, the, um, Sam Chris described the root of this theory and other flat earther theories as insisting on the primacy of direct experience against abstract domination. So the, the, what I think was the main argument, I mean, apart from the hex, hexagonal shapes, is that yeah. he could put the way that a tree stump looks, a, 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 or a bush stump looks, I guess is what he would talk, call it, and put it next to a, um, a, a one of the mountains or like rocks that has a flat surface and mm-hmm. say that they look similar. Yes. And yeah. One of his main points was things that look the same are the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, that's kind of what I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really funny as well because, I mean, you could disprove a bunch of his stuff by taking him and taking him through a really rudimentary crystal formation. Um, but he wouldn't believe lab thing. He like, wouldn't believe you? Like, <laughs> you, could, you could disprove him using salt. Like, you... <laughs> one of his, I think, one of the main problems with trying to disprove someone like this, and I think this works um, for a lot of flat earth theories as well, is that he says... Um, you know, show me where lava cooling makes something in this hexagonal shape. And if you show him other basalt formations where volcanic cooling yeah. has caused those hexagonal shapes, he then discounts all of them by saying, well, all of that is actually proof towards my point and not evidence that lava can actually cool in this way. Yeah, it's 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 very sort of... There is no, no way to disprove his theory to his to his acceptability yeah to his desires because he'll just try to like turn it around well he says so he says also that all there are no such things as mountains they're all old trees um yeah but so it's like okay but what about the mountains what about hannah have you thought about this what about the mountains that don't have a flat surface on top have you thought about that have that are not a plateau surface i I was wondering, like, uh, did they mm. were those trees that just fell down, exploded? There, there were some trees that were that weren't cut down. They were they were blown down by cosmic winds. Who knows? But I mean, he... I'm I'm thinking about it, and like, if his theory, like, to to assume his theory is correct, it, oh, of course. Flat earthers. Never mind. Yes. I take it back. Yeah. I was going to say something about like the trees would reach beyond the atmosphere, and then I was just like, oh wait, no. Right. He, it's flat earth. We live under earth. a dome. Yeah. And there is no atmosphere. <laughs> there is no atmosphere. Never mind. I take it all back because um, I forgot about that. <laughs> so yeah. So he said that some of the mountains are trees that have been cut down. Some are trees that have fallen down. Others are piles of mining. Waste. Yeah, the quarries. The, yeah, so some the some Grand are. Grand Canyon is a quarry. Yeah, the Grand Canyon is a quarry, and that other mountains are just as a result of mining or like mining waste, and therefore pretty much any any natural landscapes and monuments that people think are beautiful and wondrous and majestic, um, he is he finds that laughable that we would find them beautiful because they're all uh, a result of like the, the dis- earth being destroyed yeah but earth is i mean beauty is subjective even if you do believe that so it's like that's kind of a jump anyway other beliefs 
if we go into them. Um, yeah. Then he kind of, like, so he throws in a few little things that are kind of weird and, like, that there was a nuclear war in the 1700s. Yes. Yeah. Nuclear war in the 1700s. There was um, definitely a nuclear war in the 1700s. And o- overpopulation isn't real. That one I think you might have seen because it was yes. at the start where there's, yeah. like, the truck and he's like, this is how, this is how much... Yeah, it's a loaf of bread. Yeah, we're a loaf of bread inside a truck. That's how much people are on the earth. And I was like, well, I I mean, in in theory, it's true. Like, you can fit every single human being on the planet Earth in the Grand, in like Austin, Texas. Yeah, but like, I mean, that doesn't mean that it's habitable. No, 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 no. No, this is like a pile. Actually, um, funnily enough, I will find the um, episode. There's a very, very good channel called Vsauce that um, is interesting science and it does actually talk about population. Mm. There's an episode. I think one of his um, arguments was that like the the current um, you know biosphere of the earth at the moment was uh, I believe one percent of what it used to be roughly seven thousand years ago. Um, I don't know if that he used actual science or flat earth science to uh, <laughs> to figure to figure that out. Um, but his his argument, I believe, was that you know, uh, given that the current biosphere is only one percent of what it used to be, there is no overpopulation because it used to be like so so many more times. But what he didn't take into account was that like we need that the rest of that ninety nine percent to sustain us as well. It's <laughs> yeah, a, that, yeah. that entire biosphere wasn't just. Uh, comprised of humans. I was going to say, like, you'd have thought that the, a big part of it would be, like, a huge part of that biomass were the trees he was talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, but, yes. Yes. I mean, theoretically, yes, but, but the trees are, like, they're, like, hundreds of kilometres long or something, like, a kilometre oh, long, six kilometres He was very... His measurements, like, he used some formula, I don't know whether it was completely accurate or not, <laughs> to try and... To, to, like, um, go from the base, like, the base of these supposed ancient trees um, by looking at the diameter of the mountain and then um, using this formula to calculate how tall the tree would have been. And he has said, the, the one that he used, Devil's Peak or Devil's uh, Tower? Devil's Tower, yeah. Devil's, Devil's Tower. Tower. He said that would have had a tree that was, uh, like, roughly 30 kilometres tall. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's because um, I was saying, like, for this kind of scale that he like we're talking about, like those trees would have been so huge, yeah. like that. Uh, yes. Okay. But then, from but from his it, yeah. estimate of a thirty-kilometer-tall tree, he then extrapolates that he believes that three hundred-kilometer-tall like trees from mythology, yeah, were also real. How he makes that jump. Uncertain. Because I believe he just wants Yggdrasil, the world. Tree, I was to be actually real. just about to say, yeah. is it does is he just like talking about Yggdrasil <laughs> and like? Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Yes. Uh, by the way, um, and oh man, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> just so there's so much to this. Personally, I was thinking if you're gonna like create a theory around like any ancient myths and stuff being real, I would personally like to see someone come up with a theory about how the lost city of Yiz was real, um, which was a city off the coast of France that was in the sea and was it had a big wall around it. Um, mm. And then one day the devil came in and seduced the, um, the mayor of the town's daughter and got her to steal the key from her father and she opened the gate uh, and let the sea into Yiz and everyone drowned and the <laughs> devil was happy. <laughs> I would like to see someone explain that via science, um, if possible. If possible, <laughs> this is your call out to the the flat Earth community. Yes, please, <laughs> dear flat Earth community, flat Earth communitoire. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, so I know that's because okay. My basic thing is I'll explain this later, but I'm not all that interested in personally i mean i watch it and i think it's ridiculous but i mean debunking it i'm not good at science people can do that better than me Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) um and that's not really what i'm good at doing anyway but i did want to know Stephen, what are your sort of points that you because you watched it you took your notes i want to read your notes i want to know because i do know i think that there is some sort of um there's some uh, toxic masculinity theories in there Yes, um, I think a, a lot. I had 
I was feeling a lot of toxic masculinity coming from the video because um, it wasn't just presenting the facts of why he believes that um, uh, forests don't exist and that mountains are trees. Um, it was a lot of this kind of, um, you know, wake up sheeple, I've taken the red pill kind of thing. Um, um, what was the line that he used? Sorry, I'll just, I'll just, because I did write it down. He wrote, he says it a couple of times, um, Google, like the 360 degrees, which is like hilarious because then you just like, back, you're at, back the same, at the same, at the same Actually, no, I, I, re I but, heard that because it was in the first like yeah. little bit and I was just sort of like, that, that, that means you're going in the same direction. But there's the, I want to try to think, I'm trying to find what the point is. It's about the Trump cards. Um, he's got so many Trump cards up his sleeve and he will enjoy every moment that he throws them on the table. Yes. <laughs> uh, he also really enjoyed saying that the information that he was going to present would uh, melt the mind, would melt your mind. Yes. Um, which, to which I responded in my notes was, um, you know, so your mind will melt from this information, but not mine, because I have the brain of a god and the penis the size of a giant silicon tree. Um, which is generally, I think, what his where the kind of platform that he's coming from of like i'm i'm enlightened i have this massive brain i can understand all of this stuff because i've taken the red pill yeah I've woken he up. is the epitome of our i am very smart yes it's, it's all very he's not he's not just stating what he believes he's positing that's what he's, he's doing he's setting up an argument and he's trying to and part of the setting up an argument is he's trying to make it seem like he um, I'm the smartest person in the room, so I'm the one who will knock you down. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've encountered people like that before. And uh. lots of aggressive belittling of anyone who is supposed is unconvinced by these amazingly convincing points that he's giving um, <laughs> as well. Also very, like, just derisive of, of science and scientists in general. Nerds? Yes. <laughs> he calls scientists nerds. Well, and he also constantly. often refers to gentlemen scientists. <laughs> I, I don't know whether he's talking to, like, the viewer or, like, other flat earthers, but he's just like, gentlemen scientists. Yeah, why does he call them? That annoyed me. Why does he call them gentlemen scientists? Because it's like, you know, women can be scientists. You're toxic masculinity. Again, I was going to say, I'm sort of like, oh, that sounds a little bit like toxic masculinity right there. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. The hubris that you need to have uh, to believe that the world needs to hear you talk for an hour and 20 minutes on your pet theory that all the research you've done on is just like looking on the internet. Oh yeah, it's all just like looking up Google Maps, and, oh, like Google Images and stuff like that. And it's like, see, look, I found this image on Google Images, don't know yeah. what it is, but like, this proves my point. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah, I, it, I don't even know the point he was trying to make. I think I, I get it now that like I have a little bit more information due to you guys, but like the petrified forest. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't believe in the process of petrification. Yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't seem to believe in the um, process of fossilization either. No. No, because like he was a sort of like there should be fossils everywhere, and I'm like no. The the reason there are so few fossils is because they have to have very specific conditions. Like the fossils need to be buried in a certain type of uh, like sediment, and that like means that nothing rots. Okay, he's not gonna. He's not. He, he's not gonna listen to that. Because I'm a nerd. Well, he, but he's not <laughs> a yeah, nerd, nerd scientist. Nerd. A nerd gentleman scientist. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> of the jury, are you gonna put on a top hat or something? Because that's what I'm imagining. I'm wearing, imagining like a top hat and a lab coat. <sighs> One second. Um. Yeah. So. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. What? That's. It's just steeped in everything. Um. It's, uh, it's the world needs to hear me speak, um, which I think is very much where a lot of these people come from. Like, it's wonderful that you have ideas and theories, but one of the questions that I kept asking myself um, while I was watching the movie... Nice. ...or the video, um, was, to what end? Like, to what end are you making this video? To, to what end does this theory serve? Like what the the video was made almost as a call to action yeah but what was the action that we were called to like uh to wake up to to wake up <laughs> to understand that the world we're living in is a husk of what it used to be and 
dot, dot, dot. Well, I'll, I'll get into yeah. a little bit more about... Because I, I do have... From watching another video or doing the research, I do have a little bit more um, idea about what why the ideologies that are underpinning this this particular version of flat Earth. Um, Hannah, people? I was just about. <laughs> I was just about to mention. So uh, Hannah was wearing a top hat. It it was it was it's to, incredibly lovely to prove that she was a scientist. Very jaunty. So, yeah, it's, it's just putting on jauntily because she's a wacky scientist. That's me. <laughs> My I my hair matches my hat. Well, I I did want to say I think it's interesting that you've sort of picked up because I when I was watching it I wasn't sort of so much thinking about toxic masculinity like I thought there was a little bit of chauvinism in there because he was talking about a gentleman scientist. I don't disagree. I actually think that we've got some similar things where, where when I was watching it, what I was with that sort of why my opinion is important thing. I kept on thinking about um, sort of like the new atheist movement. Mm. Which, like, from around 2010. Are you taking a photo right now? Yes. Basically, or, or starting earlier, I think, like, the, starting at the start of the millennia, and it was basically, like, the argument where we were having a lot of debates or a lot of, a lot of those atheist movements rising up and being like, well, we need to stop religion in its tracks. Um, and that sort of led to all those sort of rationalistic debates, which didn't really work all that well because religion is still, you know, thriving greatly. But all those rational based arguments like, look, I can prove that sort of it's like science proves that God doesn't exist. All those rational based arguments um, like they led into what we have now with the alt-right YouTubers, which is like yeah, and the misogynists like, and stuff where it's like, look at all this yeah. data that I have to prove how women behave or whatever. And it's like, no, you're misinterpreting the data because you have no idea how to critically examine something. Yeah. Which is quite interesting um, that you're saying, talking about the, these links to like the new atheist movement and whatnot, because I've also um, been doing a bit of reading around um, flat earth and whatnot. And it's a very it's very strongly linked to religion yeah, it is and Christianity um, and while they kind of there's a lot of claims uh, that you know they, they have nothing to do with religion it's kind of open to anyone who's free thinking and can understand there's lots of um, direct references to the Bible and um, uh, God creating the flat earth yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And the purpose of, like, if the earth is flat and we are in the center of the universe, then it implies that there was an intention there when we were made, rather than just being a random orb in the um, in the sky. An accidental orb. Yes, an accidental orb. Something that worries me about the flat earth thing, because I think it's fun in a way, like... I think Hollow Earth is a lot more fun, personally. <laughs> that is my pet conspiracy theory. All right, we'll go into Hollow Earth first, and then I'll continue with this. Explain Hollow Earth. Well, there's two two different theories. Well, there's a lot of different theories, but two main theories on Hollow Earth. One is that, like, we live on the outside of Hollow Earth, and if you, like, go... And there's holes in the North and South Pole, and if you go in there, there's, like, subterranean chasms and, like, different layers... Um, of of the earth that some of them are inhabitable and whatnot and there's like species living down there. There More was people. yes, there was a lot of um, fantasy writers that explored that um, that theory. Um, and the Emphasis other one, on fantasy. Uh, people also <laughs> believed it too. Yeah, yeah. there did. was there was scientific expeditions um, to the North Pole to try and find the entrance um, to the Hollow Earth. Um, there is also my my beautiful pet uh, theory that we all live inside the hollow earth. <gasps> so the earth is hollow um, and we just live like out on the outside rim and it's uh, centrifugal force is like keeping us all all attached to the walls um, and the sun is just like a little battery in the middle uh, that has like differing light patterns um, and nothing else in the universe exists because God wouldn't want the universe to be too complicated for us to understand. So we're just a little bubble and we're the only thing because God loves us and doesn't want us to have to stress out too much. This is another one of those times where I'm almost <laughs> sad that we don't record these as like a, a video because I think that my face, I don't know what my face looked like, but I'm pretty sure I couldn't pull it, just, it, it on just command. Kind of did, it, did, it just seemed like, like, like error. Like, like yeah, error. yeah. I sometimes I, I feel like 
Um, you know, when you see the spinning wheel when something's mm. loading, I felt like my face was the, the human equivalent of that for a second, like the what? <laughs> um, that is amazing. It's, and I just find it so delightful to have just like such a, a beautiful contained view of the universe um, yeah. and, and God's care of you and, uh, you know, your importance in it. Obviously, I don't believe it's true, but I think it's a. a There's also this nice like quaint, intense misunderstanding of like forces. Yes. Because if it were hollow, and they were trying to say that the North and the South Pole were at the top and the bottom of a sphere, there would be no force. There would be no centrifugal. Well, force. there is. I, I think that some of it is. Some of it, it is related to flat but some of it's not. Is that correct? It would be is more it likely. Or is it all just to be a Some. donut ring. It, it, maybe it is a donut ring. Yeah. And like, you know, and you just can't get quite far north enough hmm. to ever to get off the end of the, the donut ring. Maybe. Potentially. Yeah. Um, I, there hasn't been as much like scientific in quotes, thought around Hollow Earth as there has been Flat Earth in, in recent <laughs> times. Hollow Earth has kind of just been relegated to like a quaint, um, old-timey How, how cute. What a cute little idea. Yeah. <laughs> now, my idea is far more, like, uh, far more likely. <laughs> Look at me pour water on this plate. <laughs> hey, that Which is... Which, I, like, one of the main flat earth theories is water is always flat, and therefore, like, how could the earth be curved? But if you pour water into a glass, you can clearly see that there's, like, it can form a film, a curved film at the top <laughs> of the glass. Yes. Water can curve, and does, regularly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, it's like, but like, oh, what is it? Surface tension isn't real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they have Alternative to, facts. They have to replace, like, different, like, that it's not gravity, it's like a magnetic... So how do they explain... Magnets. Yeah, magnets. And density. Magnets and density. <laughs> Right. How do they explain the horizon then? In especially in the Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth, I haven't read enough for them to explain that properly. Because you would it's see just, the Earth like going away from you. Yeah, I I think it's just God magic. Oh, um, of course. I'm sorry. Doesn't want doesn't want it to be too simple. Is it just like the okay. Truman Show? Like where you rip Pretty off, much. like you go to the end and there's just like a door and there's like <laughs> clouds painted on the sky or something. Um. So, personally. I don't, like, if someone told me they're a flat earther, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> like, you get far more offended if someone says that they understand Evangelion. Evangelion on, on the first watch, yes. The first viewing. That's insulting. <laughs> that is insulting. How? How dare you? And get out of my house. Um, um, but, no, it's, it's, like, for me personally, it's, I mean, and this is why I kept on thinking about the New Atheist Movement is because it was always about trying to argue whether or not God exists. I think that there are much better questions to be asked in relation to that like for example what like institutional child sexual abuse that was something that needed to be addressed and also addressing it as an institutional thing within the catholic church and within the anglican church can let it expand um towards other institutions that aren't religious looking um, at you cardinal tell yeah kind of a piece of shit yeah so there is there's the issue at hand something that worries me about flat earthers when we take an interest in them and i know that this is counterintuitive because um, we're putting this on a podcast but something that worries me is that we're going to have these debates these debates that are you know is flat earth real is it not real and we're going to consider this um this a productive argument something the... that worries me is the undercurrent of bizarre fucking ideas which is what i found with Man of Roths um, when I went exploring and I only did this because of stuff that he'd said in his video like he was hinting at certain things and I was like oh okay then and I'm worried about those things getting more of a platform the bizarre ideologies that underpin yeah. those ideas um, but then they can underpin any sort of ideas they can underpin you know your like life with the new atheist movement which was like you know a bit racist sometimes and a bit sometimes <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes. And, and detriment, detrimental cultures. Fucking the Christopher Hitchens thing where he's talking about how women can't be funny unless they're fat or Jewish or <laughs> lesbians. Yeah. You know, and it's just um, like... And, and he's like, but there's a biological reason for that. He's using this rationalistic argument. And it's like, 
everyone has their Christopher Hitchens and their Dawkins phase, and then they realize they're pieces of shit. But I never had my Richard Dawkins phase. Oh, I, I don't totally think I had hungry. a Richard Dawkins phase. Congratulations. No, I didn't. <laughs> I had my God phase. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, Stephen, go into a little bit of your... Before we go into... Um, so after this, I'll do Man of Wrath's what I discovered about Man of Wrath. But first of all, we will talk about Stephen's phase, because mm. um, if you did not... You tell you tell the story. Oh, what story am I telling? You're telling my phase? you're telling your your story about your god phase and how you got out of the god phase. Okay, so my god phase. I was uh, raised uh, in the church uh, from birth. Uh, my entire family, extended family, all uh, very strongly Christian. Specifically, part of the Uniting Church of Australia. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, and I was a believer. Um, for a very long time. Um, Sorry, didn't you stop playing Pokemon because you thought there were demons in it? That is correct. Um, <laughs> on my 12th birthday, everyone was like, this was like during the, the Pokemon phase, like red and blue had just come out in Australia. And um, I asked for Pokemon blue for my 12th birthday. I got given it. In, is it Saffron or Celadon City? It's Wait, Lavender Town. Are you talking about the ghosts? Or are you talking about... Lavender Town, yeah. Lavender Town, yeah. You go up in like the, um, surf tower? The, the tower surf with tower? like, there's ghosts and, and whatnot. Um, and there's mediums, uh, are some of the trainers that you have to fight against. And, um, seeing this, I was a very good little Christian boy. I, uh, told my parents, I was like, I think this has some, uh, satanic influences in it. I don't wow. think I should be playing this anymore. And so Nerd. we threw out my the my birthday present for my my twelfth birthday. That, so that got just chucked away. That is so sad. Um, but I was like into it. I believed. Like I thought that yeah. was what needed to be done. But um, so and so continue. So how is it that you are no longer Christian? Why are you no longer? I'm no longer Christian Christian because um, my gayness is stronger than my Christianity. They had um, a big fight um, and only one could win and uh, turns out that I love cock more than I love God. Which is a shame, he's a really massive cock. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Also, I hear he's like a really big sky daddy, so... Likes uh, telling people what to do. Sorry. Oh, God. Yes, he does. I do have my own theories about um, Paul's um, sadomasochistic tendencies, mm. but we're not going to go into that. I feel like, though, if I was going to be day. sleeping with any, like, deity, I'd want it to be with, like, Apollo, because, you know, after our, you know, breakup went bad, which it obviously would, I'd get, like, made into, like, a hyacinth bush or, like, a constellation or something exciting like that. So I'd be rem- remembered for all of eternity, uh, rather <laughs> than just being, like, turned to a pillar of salt, like I assumed that uh, the uh, Christian god would do. Uh, yeah, 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 that fucking Lot's wife. What was the Lot's wife name? Yeah, she didn't have a name. She was Lot's wife. Oh, she was wife. just Lot's wife, right, and then he had sex with his daughters. Well, his daughters apparently prey on him while he's asleep, and yeah. so that they can repopulate... Uh, the cave they're living in but he also oh. god also was like hey take like oh, no god not look god lot lot was like to the invading um sodomites like hey take my daughters and rape them just don't take yeah. the angels yeah don't take these he angels. wasn't a cool dude he wasn't um, he wasn't my favorite person in the world <laughs> like, anyway. i wasn't a fan <laughs> yeah so while i am i no longer call myself a christian um a lot of my um background is heavily influenced by Christianity. So I have a lot of that kind of underpinning my current ideologies and like a lot of my uh, references to like morality and whatnot will usually go back to Christianity. Um, when I'm experiencing new things and whatnot, I'll always be like, oh, would God hate me for this? Um, and, <laughs> Do I and, care? Not really. Yeah. So it's, it's, con- it's a constant sense uh, a constant state of having to remind myself that I don't believe in God anymore. Um, because having him be like a huge part of my life for about 18 years, mm. um, it's very difficult to divorce yourself from that pattern of thinking. So I often have to kind of like remind myself, I'm not going to hell because yeah. hell doesn't exist. <laughs> 
I, I imagine that there is a strange kind of you come out of it and the, the ritualistic things, so like the going to church on mm. Sundays and saying your prayers at certain times during the day, like that can leave people floundering. Yeah, it, um, the church is like, there's a lot of bad things the church does, but one of the good things it can do is uh, it forms a, a sense of community, yep. which is yeah. I think what I kind of where I felt uh, awash after I left the church. I was like, it was where I like had formed all of my closest friendships. Um, it was kind of like most of my social life. Yeah. Um, so leaving that behind was kind of leaving a very big part of my, of my life behind. But you know, I think things have definitely gotten better. Um, being gay is a lot more fun um, than being Christian. Plus you get family at book club. It's true. And, um, you know, this is obviously want to recognize that there are a lot of people who can reconcile their Christianity and their homosexuality together and, like, find ways to, to make them work and live, you know, um, enjoyable lives. Unfortunately, that wasn't anything that I could do for my life. It would have been a nice thing to be able to say, but there was just a bit too much trauma attached to it for me. Yeah, fair play. Yeah, but now you get to get dick, which is great. I do. And perform... <laughs> And receive analingus as yes. <laughs> the patron saint. Well, I mean, if you're going to be the patron saint, you've got to have something to do with it. Yeah. Oh, a lot to do with it. <laughs> so do you guys want to know about what I discovered about Man of Ross? Please. Yes, please. Enlighten us. Okay, so um, I don't know. I don't know if you may have gotten to these bits. You may not have. Um, Stephen would have seen them. Um, mm-hmm. the, the bits where he sort of, like, he references... Like he talks, he's just sort of makes this offhand comment about America and calls it the land of the Aryans. Then later on, he's yes. talking about <laughs> that um, did not go unnoticed for me. Like talking about Aryans and whatnot. And then, oh, and then fuck. he goes to um, he goes like later on, he mentions um, Russian is an Aryan language. So I I hung on to those. I hung on to the Aryan word because for me, I guess personally. Um, half Hungarian, you know, my grandfather was in World War II on the wrong side, you know, and I kind of, whenever I look Hungarian, whenever I get my hair dyed blonde, I always have these, like, period of time where I feel, like, way too white supremacy, and I kind of just have to, like, wait until the regrowth comes through again so that I can feel a little bit better. It's, and yet you keep on doing your roots. I, you masochist. I, I like the blonde hair. I like the way that it looks. But then mm-hmm. on the other end of the... Institutional beauty standards. <laughs> but on the other end of the spectrum, like, I don't like... There is that moment when it's just at the top, when it's just been bleached, when it's just so white that I feel like, oh, God, this is a little bit white supremacy. And yeah, I do feel like I'm a particularly sensitive to that word of Aryan because it just seems like it's... I don't want to be one of those people who just kind of like was silently indoctrinated, you know what I mean? Like, mm. like throughout those generations, which is what we've got popping up now. But um, just so um, I went to his YouTube channel and I was like, okay, so I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for anything that is anti-Semitic. Um, so there's a video called New Jewish World Order They Live. Oh, uploaded God. on the 11th of May, 2017. Um, and I... It basically, it was on it was on YouTube, but the video had been removed, and basically all that there was was text. The text said, YouTube have blocked this video, but this won't stop me. Evil never sleeps. Zionism is walking on the earth. You can watch and download it from Google Disk. Prometheus is already here. Hover the cursor over the eyes. Take a piece of the fire. All link will be in the description. That's in brackets. Um, and I watched about a minion of the video. By the way, he had he did have the link at the bottom um, of yeah. the of the video in, in Google Drive. Um, underneath that was a link to David Duke's channel, which is great. Um, <laughs> and I watched the. I got up to about a minute or four. There wasn't any audio, so I couldn't keep on listening. And also, um, I don't hate myself this much. It was like, um, it was text on the screen. I want you to remember forever! Exclamation point. So forever. <laughs> there is no such thing as anti-Semitism in the universe! Exclamation point. Universe! Um, <laughs> the term was invented by Jewish Nazis to commit their crimes with impunity, plunder, kill, and unleash wars. So I'm guessing that the people who took down the trees were the um, were the Jews. Well, in the words of one of my favourite uh, podcasts, I know Ross and Carrie, I'm going to say, I'm sure it's all true. <laughs> <laughs> He's done his research. Oh no! I just it's it's so 
This is astounding. And this is what I mean. Like, you put, like, you could put up a flat earther who is an atheist or a flat earther who is a Christian, but, like, a good Christian, you know, one of the Christians that, like, you know, believes in equal human rights and, you know, interracial marriage and gay rights and etc. I would hope most people believe I, in interracial marriage these days. I don't know. Well, like, I mean, it's I like, hope. it's like a hope that is slowly yeah. dying for me. Um, yes. But you could, uh, but you it's, could also get it's someone. It's buried for me. <laughs> Yeah, but you can also get, like, this piece of shit, who is, like, because this video has been watched tens of thousands of times, it's, like, and people, uh, no, um, I think hundreds of thousands of times have been um, people debating it, like we're doing right now, talking about it, and most of the articles I read, even when I was reading the Atlantic article, it makes no reference to the fact that this guy is clearly, like, got some serious Jewish New World Order conspiracy theories going on. They do not mention it. They just talk about the whimsy of the fucking theory, which is like, it's, it's like, this is... Which, can you, just to go back to the theory, like, for, for one minute, which, <laughs> like, I, I, just reading the, the title of it, Forests Don't Exist... Uh, um, there are no forests there, on flat earth, wake there, up. There are no forests on flat earth, wake up. Um, I had an immediate reaction, which even before watching the movie, I was like, okay, so you're going to like tell us that forests aren't real and whatnot. To which my immediate response was, okay, assuming we believe that giant silicon trees existed on a flat earth hundreds of years ago, does not change the fact that the environments that we have called forests were exactly the same as what they were when we decided to call them forests. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. So the... Like we're perceiving the exact same we're thing. We're perceiving exactly the same thing as what we called forests when, <laughs> when we came up with the word. Yeah, you know, I can... I get... Like, yeah, it's... But when you sort of, like, come into it, I don't... I guess my main point is that I don't want... For people who are on the fence, people who are like... I don't know, I have a healthy mistrust of the government, and they come into it and they can hear a flat earth theory and be like, this does kind of make sense to me, but I also believe in science, so they're kind of like wavering and stuff, and then they slowly get indoctrinated. I don't want them to be thinking like, well, I understand this as as a rational argument, it makes sense to me, but I'm gonna, because I don't understand, you know, how science. these ideologies can be underpinned into, well, yeah, science, mm. but because I don't understand how these ideologies underpinning do not make sense, he, like, there's no proof, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, he, I think he doesn't mention his specific theory to, or, like, he doesn't mention that it's probably done by, like, Jewish control in the video, because that would be less accessible, he would not get as many viewers, mm. but... I think that it, but it does underpin the argument. It's there's there's that there, and I don't want that transmitting itself. And I think one of the unique things about um, flat Earth theory is that it's kind of been a rallying cry for people who believe in a lot of different disparate um, conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, Cause, like, it's like the mother I've, of them all. Yes. Yeah. So, so a lot of people that believe a lot of different conspiracy theories from like, you know, JFK to ancient aliens, they can all find a way to dovetail their personal beliefs into flat earth, which then introduces these weird toxic elements yeah. of like anti-Semitism into an otherwise, benign. you know, relatively benign theory that, you know, the earth is flat. Yeah. Yeah. Although the flat earth theory, the, the current one, kind of does come with the implicit fact that everyone is lying to you about the <laughs> earth being a globe. I, in case you had noticed, uh, listeners, I'm, I'm woefully unprepared for this <laughs> entire episode. I think I've just been like reacting like uh, 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 the whole time. But don't worry, I think yeah. you'll have some stuff to say yeah. later. Oh, about hand jobs. Yes. Okay. Yeah, probably. Also interesting take that I had on, I have on flat earth theory okay. um, which kind of leads into like some of these assumptions that people uh, bring into flat earth with like very little theory or proof and whatnot. Yeah. So it's kind of been universally agreed upon in flat earth theory that the North Pole is the centre of like a flat disc like shape. Yeah. Which as someone that lives in the southern hemisphere why couldn't the South Pole be the centre? Like, what, <laughs> what different, like, because the only reason, like, with a globe theory, like, 
you know, there is no real up, it's just two poles. Yeah. So either side could be the top. But when you've got a flat Earth and the North Pole is the centre, then something, then the Northern Hemisphere clearly is the centre of that world. So they keep all of their kind of perceptions of time and distance because, like, the difference between... Yeah. Because the, it would only change beyond the equator for the Southern Hemisphere. So in the Southern Hemisphere, we apparently live in this, like, crazy spaced-out area that's, like, incredibly different well, from... Well, there is also, like, Australia doesn't exist as a theory. Oh, um, yeah! I remember that. That was, like, a couple of years ago. Okay, so, um, but, yeah, it just... It seems oh, odd they, to me it that... It got big a couple of years ago. Yeah. That we're willing to... They're, they're willing to believe that... You know, they're bringing these assumptions of, like, oh... I, I always trust what I see with my eyes and, like, I, I need to know this. But, like, where, what have they seen with their eyes that makes them certain that the North Pole is the centre of the flat earth? It's something I would like to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I love it. <laughs> um, if you're a flat earther, Stephen has um, put forward some questions for yep. you today. DM me, Stephen Balti, or at Stephen Balti on Twitter. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Stephen wants to become part of the gay Twitterati as well. Yes! Yay! If you are a member of gay Twitter, please follow me. I don't tweet a whole lot, except for, like, compliments of podcasts that I like. <laughs> um, but I have a new Twitter crush who's, like, an adorable, like, socialist boy who lives in Brisbane, and he's bisexual, and his, he goes by the handle Thomas Violence. So, Thomas, if you're listening... <laughs> I would really, really love to, like, have a meeting of the minds slash show you why I am the patron saint of analingus. Woo! Okay. Now that, and that's a promise. <laughs> so, hand jobs aren't real. Yes. Okay. Interesting theory that this, I'm... This has been a long time coming. I've yep. heard this from you several times. I'm, I'm waiting for your argument because I'm wondering if it's, like, a if you're going to argue construct or mentality yeah. or what. I, I really, really, really am interested. Yeah. And I, I would also like to add, as someone with a penis and who enjoys other people's penises, I have had some decent experience with what I guess most people would call hand jobs, but apparently Nina does not. They do not. Yes. Exist. As somebody who is, you know, I've had no complaints to my technique for my hand jobs. So I, I feel like I've done the thing and I feel like it is a real thing. So, yeah. hand jobs exist in as much as you can do a hand job. You can perform the action that is a hand job, what we call a hand job. Yes. Hand jobs serve no purpose. There's no utility because you could just masturbate yourself. Mm-hmm. And? Because you can just masturbate yourself and it's always easier, it's better when you masturbate yourself. You know, maybe more information than a lot of people would like to know. I can perform autofellatio. Does what? that mean fellatio does not exist? I think for you it does mean that it does. <laughs> Wait, can you do it better than other people though? Mm. That's the thing. You can get yourself off, I bet, you can get yourself off better through masturbation with your hand than you can through autofellatio. Correct. And also that it would be easier based on the angles, it would be easier for someone giving you head than it would you giving yourself head. Correct, but they serve different purposes. Okay, what are those purposes? So we, are we are? assuming that pleasure is not a purpose? I think that pleasure is a purpose. It doesn't serve that utility because it's a shittier way of getting to that pleasure if you're having someone else, like, give you a hand job. It's a shittier way of achieving that than yourself think, doing it. I think you are looking at the end goal of ejaculation I'm being looking at the, the end goal only... of orgasm yes that, yeah. and being but then I also think that like I had people tell me that they've had intimate hand jobs and I do uh -huh. not believe that that is untrue yes. what I'm saying is that it's not the hand job that's intimate it's the relationship that's intimate okay I'm not going to say this is um, relevant to all hand jobs but forced edging is also a thing that some people enjoy being masturbated by someone else who then gets to control when they orgasm so they don't get to decide. I think that is not something that you can achieve purely masturbation yourself, therefore it serves a purpose and has a different purpose than just masturbation, yeah. therefore handjobs exist. Forced edging. Well, this is the thing. I don't... I don't believe... 
For me personally, I don't believe that hand jobs exist. And so, does something need to have a purpose to exist? I'd like when I say it doesn't exist, I don't mean like it's not a thing that you can perceive with your eyes. Mm-hmm. I just think that it does. Yeah, it does need to have. It needs to have a purpose, or else it's just something that we've invented. What is your purpose, Nina? My purpose? I don't know. Maybe I don't really exist. Mm, I was about to I say. I was actually about invented. to say something along the lines of like, on an, on another note, our podcast doesn't exist. <laughs> also. What is Jeff Goldblum's purpose? Jeff Goldblum's purpose is to make me happy. Wow. A handjob's oh, hand purpose self- could also be to make me happy. But there are so many things that would be better at making you happy. But yeah. aren't there like loads of things that are this- better at making you happy than Jeff Goldblum? Like masturbation. Yeah, but masturbation and Jeff Goldblum together can be a thing. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> masturbating and also someone else masturbating you can be a thing. Yeah. Can yeah, you... I don't disagree with that. I think that that exists. If but you're in... masturbating, but someone else is also masturbating you at the same time, I think that that would probably be. But you would you would not refer to that as a hand job. You'd be called, you would refer to that as aided masturbation. Yes. Right. <laughs> this is um, this is a fun topic because it's very. Okay, so you're you're just saying. So I think this you is, need to this is recontextualize the... your argument, not to hand jobs aren't real. To you don't see the purpose of hand jobs. I think that this Agreed? is like this. No, I'm this entire. <laughs> I have the way to. That I, say it. I just have to say this is like the epitome of our our show title of uncultured capital, where we're talking about high level, <laughs> you know, um, philosophy about purpose and meaning around hand jobs. And, hand- and here you are. This is the. This is like. The main event. This well, is what the I show is all about. about the social construct behind hand jobs. Okay. Okay. Oh, so I can admit. Talk about the social construct. I can admit that people have different reasons for hand jobs. That yes. people have their own personal wants and needs. Like I can believe that someone can have a hand job, hand job fetish. That's fine. Mm-hmm. What I think, or like a forced editing fetish, as you mentioned before, mm-hmm. that seems like a, a a realistic thing that I believe that people have. Yes. I think that hand jobs. What I basically think is that when you're when you're a young woman. Um, and you're going through this idea where there is this big sort of emphasis on sex, on having sex, getting to that point of losing your virginity, and with men especially, male friendships, where it becomes competitive. It becomes like that fraternity culture of we're hooking up with all these people, hooking up with many different women is a good thing, and it's more about the... It's more a homosocial behavior, where it's like we have sex with women to impress each other or we hook up with women to impress each other but the thing about when you're growing up is that a lo- not a lot of women you know virginity is so important it's so important to you before you actually have sex and then you realize that it's not really a big deal in i guess in my case so with virginity um it's kind of like well guys will be like okay well how about just a hand job then and so they can still say that they've hooked up with you. They can still put you as a notch, even though they know that they could jerk themselves off better at home. And that's what I think that the purpose was. The purpose, the founding purpose of hand jobs, is to make to make men feel more like they're hooking up with a lot of people to impress their friends when sex at that age in those very sort of like hetero masculine cultures is all about it's all about proving yourself and your virility to other men. I certainly agree that that is like a something that is prevalent in society. However, it doesn't erase the fact that hand jobs exist. Yes. Um. <laughs> By that definition, then argue away the existence of anything that doesn't really have any kind of valid uh, motivation behind it. Like, so you're saying that the reason that people get hand jobs is so that they can talk about hand jobs not because they want hand jobs that is, is that... part of my that is part of uh, that's what i think i think that there is a culture in which that is true okay cuz i i and i totally don't give a shit if someone's like i really like hand jobs i'm like it really doesn't bother me uh-huh. like it, it doesn't i'm not like oh you're part of the fucking conspiracy of like dudes who are just trying to get hand jobs from women i don't think that i think that everybody uh-huh. has their own sort of motivations and belief systems behind yes. hand jobs but yours can't expand to acknowledge the life-giving beauty of a hand job 
between two partners who are having a wonderful time just jacking each other's dicks. <laughs> I suddenly have a memory of the most amazing website that's like about Spartan lovemaking between men and it's just this long rambling um website with with diagrams and it's like the the one the art of frottage and oh frottage is lovely is it a frottage is it frottage i thought it was um, french is it frottage i don't know i, I, I think it's frottage. i have always pronounced it frottage it um, sounds it better as frottage. frottage. I think I heard a Law and Order SBU where they called it frottage. That's hilarious. I um, think it's just people trying to be fancy. It's frottage. Yes. Frottage I'm gonna, cunt. I'm going to frott against you and we'll pop off in each other's hands. I think anybody wants to do that is fine. Uh-huh. I just don't think it's a worthwhile pursuit. Okay. <laughs> But so, then my opinion shouldn't matter in other people's lives. This this website will be placed on the Twitter feed. Um, it is called mantomanalliance.org. Can Ooh. you link to porn on Twitter? Uh, it's um it's all illustrative. I, mean, and I have illustrative. yeah plenty of illustrations that uh, yeah of course like no they they like as long as you're not posting directly on Twitter with images on Twitter oh, yeah, I think okay. you can link to websites and be like NS yeah I think that you would really like this as well because it talks about things like what sex is and also, it's actually I it think... seems to be like I don't know almost I don't know if it's anti it's like pro gay but also anti anal. For some reason, so but well, which you know is a thing. Yeah, not not all gay men like the same sex. Funnily enough, who would who would have thought that that different people like different sex? Like, there's always there's there's almost always this need to have an other mm. to to attach your negativity to. Um, and the healthier way to do that is to like recognize that there are toxic people within every community. Yeah. And so. And it just happens that uh, Nina is one no, of them. Okay, so a fascist who is a denier. Of I know. Jobs. Okay. So basically, <laughs> no. This is the way I'm going to clarify this as well because this basically I started saying this as kind of like some bullshit pose law thing where it's like I have no problem with anybody else doing them. I really just I, and I think like, hey, if you're having a great time, I don't. I don't care. Like, have great, have the best time mm. of your lives. The reason why I started saying it though was because I was like, and I just like, it's fun to piss people off by saying like, hand jobs aren't real, and people get super mad and they can't move you. You know, they can't they can't make you see the validity in their perspective because you're like, well, your perspective is different from my perspective. Your perspective. If I go into that mindset where instead of saying all perspectives are equal, I'm saying my perspective is right, your perspective is wrong. Then people get super shitty. So this is one big Correct. thought experiment. So you're just enjoying like acting out. I'm your... enjoying people getting super mad at me. Okay, that's fair. Like I, I think we were talking about this <laughs> earlier, weren't we, Nina? Oh, when we were talking about games. I don't. However, think... I will say it seems like you're the person who is the most mad in this conversation at the moment. At this, at this point, <laughs> oh, no, at <laughs> this end, because I did want to first. I did want to end with saying that. You know, I don't actually, if you are someone who enjoys um, giving or receiving hand jobs, then um, I hope you have a wonderful time giving and receiving hand jobs. I'll consider that a personal apology from I'm you to me. Bo- <laughs> I, I, just, I love it. No, but I just, like, yeah, it's basically, I've had these conversations, I've had arguments, I've had arguments with... Um, where I'm just talking about it and, you know, I'll say shitty things like, oh, I can understand the purpose of, like, uh, digital female sex, so it doesn't count if it's a woman. And then they get really shitty because it's like, oh, well, why why are the two things different? Is it just that, like, because women are obviously better at masturbating themselves than other people are. Why does this matter to you? It's just it's, it's just been fun, but I did want to... So you, the, I think you the like reason trolling. Why, yeah. The Nina, reason why internet I got, troll. The reason why I got wound up just then was because I didn't want it to end on me being a fascist. I wanted people to understand <laughs> the point. The, the point of this whole thing, which I have... It's I've been doing. Trolling. I've been doing it for like three months. Yeah, it's, it's been to annoy people. And because I need... I needed to... I need to get... Sometimes I just need to get my aggression out in some ways. And this was basically it. And I took it out on my friends, so... <laughs>
now I think we've really got to the heart of the matter. Why do you have such issues with intimacy, Nina? Well, and why do you why do you feel you need to hurt the people that are close to you? You know what? I was thinking about it. I was like, if I go into this Freudian thing about about hand jobs, why like in my like I don't personally like them. If I go into this Freudian thing about it, um, I can get to the point where I'm like, I think that the reason why I I don't feel because I think like if I did feel if I if I did think that there was intimacy in it, I probably wouldn't be so reactive to it. I think the reason why I don't feel intimacy in those situations, and it's kind of sad, is that, like, you know, I worry, because, like, most of the time in relationships, I'm very, or relationships in quotation marks, guys that I've dated, which have not really ever been, I'm very, sort of, I set up my times as in, like, once every two weeks I'll see you, and I don't, I find it very hard to commit. And I find it very hard to commit, I think, because I worry that I have had positive men in my life who have contributed an amount. I worry sometimes about my ability to contribute to a relationship. I don't think that I, I think that I, I, I feel sad that I can't, that I haven't been able to give anything fulfilling to someone else and that I have sort of put up barriers. Wow. <laughs> and well, that's at the Now deep- we've got... Freudian root or psychological root of my not believing in happiness. Yeah, which is like my my sort of like my alienation from them. It's like it's totally it's it's all totally self-involved. It has nothing to do with anyone else. I just like annoying people, and yeah, I do try to alienate people in some ways. Wow, this has been a hard-hitting issue. <laughs> hard-hitting episode. But you know, whatever. Fucking, I love you, cucks. And um, thank you for listening. Yeah. Very much so. Follow me at Stephen Bolte, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-B-O-L-T-E. Oh, uh, yeah. We've also got a Twitter account now. I think it's at Uncultured Cucks. Yeah. yeah. At Uncultured Cucks. Uh, because Uncultured Capital is too long, apparently, for Twitter. Oh, uh, is that why it was? Yeah. I was like, why did you use Uncultured Capital? But, mm. um, yeah. And so, well, yeah, Hannah will update that. She's much better at that than I am. I'll probably just do the I Facebook get tweet shit. deck and a keyboard and know how. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep hoping that if I keep on adding my favorite YouTubers, they'll give me a shout out. <laughs> um, yeah, does anyone have any final words they want to say um, in relation to this episode? Um, I'm just going to say I'm sorry for being woefully unprepared and just basically being very reactionary for the whole episode and making funny noises. I but I did yeah. have a cool top hat. I will take photographs. <laughs> it was a too. lovely top hat. Uh, and thanks, uh, Stephen, patron saint of Analingus, uh, self-described gay chad for being on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. You should all see my jaw. It is very, very pronounced. 